Hello, I'd like to introduce you to Richard Maxwell. And I'd like to introduce you to Toby Miller. And we are co-authors of a new book coming out in April 2012 with Oxford University Press called Greening the Media. What we'd like to do with this little introduction is to explain how we got to the subject of the environmental impact of media technologies. Because normally, at least in my mind, when we think about the media and the environment, we think about it in terms of the media covering environmental stories, covering Earth Day, talking about pollution, the importance of the moment in maybe 1969 when Time magazine appointed its first ever environmental correspondent, when people like Rick and myself who were coming into teenagedom at that time became very aware of the question of pollution, and pollution more or less meant heavy industry and mining, manufacturing and mining, polluting waterways and things like that, didn't it, Rick, at least for me? That's right, and uh, that's when we're thinking about the environment and technologies at all. Most of the time we're not thinking that the wonderful gadgets that we carry around in our pockets or put on our laps to write uh, emails or tell people where we are with Facebook have any connection to the environment at all. They present themselves in a way which is completely clean, a chrome-plated world of wonders. Yeah. So in other words, the media's role in the environment is covering topics to do with it, ill or well, rather than being part of it. Now the interesting thing is we're here together this weekend in Los Angeles, Rick's visiting from New York, in order to do some work on how we want to promote this book. And we're here at the Biltmore Hotel, one of the uh, fantastic early sites of the Academy Awards going back many decades where Rick has been staying. We've just had a lovely swim in their pool and we're recording with a MacBook Air and a related microphone using GarageBand. This is a moment we're talking to you in the third week of February 2012 when some of the points of origin and destinations of these technologies are well and truly in the news. Uh, so for instance, one might start out by thinking that our big contribution to global warming has been flying Rick over here for this conversation. But there's another contribution both to questions of global warming as long as, as well, alongside other environmental harms, uh, and in particular to do with labor questions that we see connected to the very technology we're recording with because of the way in which the New York Times following up on work by lots of other activist groups, has uh, brought great attention right around the world to the conditions of those people who make fun Apple gadgets. Those are some of the topics we're covering in the book, uh, but I think the Toby's description of the technology setup we have in front of us should indicate that we are not haters of this technology, even though we are highly critical of the work. We, we, want to write, we wanted to write this book so that we'd have a more balanced view of the technology that we love and understand where it comes from, the physical, material realities of how it's made, how it's used, what's in it, what, uh, what, kind, of, uh, uh, what kind of network uh, technologies are used to interconnect these uh, technologies and the effects that those might have on the environment, and how they ultimately are disposed of. And a large part of our work is concerned with what's called electronic waste, and uh, electric and electronic waste. Yeah, and the point that Rick made about not pretending that we hate this technology is also important because we're complicit in this along with many of you out there and it's a question of trying to work out exactly how far you go with costs and benefits uh, not only that, not only that but also to, to, to 
dwell on the, the issues of how much we love these technologies and come to an understanding that be able to see what we've been able to uncover with this research that the technophilia or the love of technology really has no place in, in providing a critical perspective to begin the, the research and the analysis that we've done. Yes, and what we're hoping to do in our chats that we're going to release serially about the book is visit some key sites here in Los Angeles in a sense illustrate some of the problems or issues as well as pleasures that we confront in the book because one of the negative things often about both covering the environment in that sense of the media and the environment and discussing it politically is that you come across frequently as a a no-sayer, a naysayer, a person who's wagging his or her finger at others and saying we're superior to you and you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that and it's all about anti-pleasure we don't want this to be about anti-pleasure, but we want pleasure to be understood partly in an irrational, fun way, but also in a rational way that takes account of the fact that our pleasures derive from the labours of others, and our pleasures have monumental costs that others bear that are in no sense met by the price that we pay for the goods that we consume. So what we plan to do for the, uh, the remaining podcasts or recordings of, uh, of this introduction to our book is to provide an entertaining background to our commentary by visiting various sites in, in uh, LA while, while I'm here um, and uh, to uh, just sort of lay out the, the framework for each of the chapters as, uh, as, we, um, as we present them in the book. So we hope that you'll join us on this little venture. It's only a, a few short minutes that you'll be dedicating to it and we hope it provides a fun tease and introduction to a book that whilst it is about very serious matters, has been a real pleasure and an exploration for both of us. Many thanks. Thank you.